We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Your guys, Cody and Derek, we are back for another episode, guys. A little bit of a bi-week edition type of episode, kind of reflecting back on the first 10 weeks of the season for the Indianapolis Colts. Right now, obviously, with a 5-5 five and five record. We've already taken a look at the rookies, so if you haven't yet, be sure to go check out that video. But Derek, today I wanted to kind of talk about some players that I think we both can agree have really stepped it up here and have really taken some nice positive steps forward this season for the Indianapolis Colts. I know we have one honorable mention and then six total guys, three guys on the offense and three guys on the defense that we are going to mention here in this episode. And ironically enough, Derek, um, and I'm sure we'll get to this, uh, three of the guys on the offense all play uh, in the same unit. So a little bit, maybe I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself here, but without further ado, let's get right into it, man. Want to start with the honorable mention that we have to mention, and that's Julian Blackman. You know, when he made that transition from free safety to strong safety, I felt like it was a good transition, but just seriously had no idea how that would actually work. And so far, Derek, Julian Blackman has looked really, really good. Um, at that strong safety position for the Indianapolis Colts. He leads the team with three interceptions, probably should have have about five or six at this point. He's dropped a couple, I know, Um, but he is consistently making plays. He's one I know pro football folks, his highest graded strong safeties out there. And uh, in a contract year, Derek, I think it's safe to say Julian Blackman is playing himself into a nice contract with Indianapolis coming up this next offseason. So what have been your thoughts overall on Julian Blackman and kind of his first year at this new position. Yeah. I know that early on in the season, people were kind of talking about the safeties being an issue. And I don't mainly think it was an issue because of the consistency in the coverage. I think the problem was just that for a free safety in Rodney Thomas last year, who, you know, had four interceptions Uh, as a rookie, right? Like we saw Rodney Thomas making splash plays a lot more often his rookie year versus what we're seeing now. There's just not quite as many splash plays from Rodney Thomas 
as there has been from his first year, but and for the most part, it's been the same way with Julian Blackman. Again, like both Julian Blackman and Rodney Thomas, Cody kind of noticed it like their rookie years, they were turnover machines. I mean, they were ball hawks in that system uh, when they first got to Indy. And then they kind of mellowed out a little bit, but so has like everyone else in that kind of scheme. But nevertheless, yeah, I know you posted about it that apparently like Julian Blackman has really been getting a lot of uh, appreciation for the play that he has done. And like you said, for the role that he has been asked to partake in. Right. And that's the thing. I, I think that the role of a strong safety really fits Julian Blackman. I know he is a guy that you would love to have free roam, but I think he is the, I've said it before, I think he's the best hitting safety that you have, and he's the guy in the backfield on that defense that if there's someone coming down and you want to make the tackle, I would rather it be Julian Blackman, because I think Julian Blackman, from his days at Utah, you saw both. You saw the free-roaming ability to make plays, but you also saw the aggressiveness to make plays by coming up the field and making plays. And that's what he does. And it's been awesome to see, you know, Julian Blackman stay healthy and provide some consistency. And that's been really awesome. And that's what we've been hoping for this whole time. Right. So you're right. I mean, if he keeps doing what he's doing and he stays healthy, be difficult for Chris Ballard to want to let Julian Blackman go. I'll throw out some stats here, Derek. Uh, Julian Blackman threw his uh, the first two games of the uh, first ten games of the season, sixty six tackles, which is a career high for him. Five tackles for loss, also a career high. Three interceptions, another career high for him. Five passes defended, forty seven point six passer rating allowed, Derek. So Julian Blackman has been locked down in coverage for the Indianapolis Colts this season. Right now, Derek, he posts a seventy seven point six. Uh, great on pro football focus, which puts him in the green, which is really, really good. And uh, he's just been everywhere, man. And, you know, it's crazy because he could be one of uh, really uh, inside the top five in terms of interceptions if he just holds on to a couple more. You know, there's been multiple games now where he should have had two interceptions, but he just dropped it or something happened. And so that's unfortunate. But it's great to see Julian Blackman, like you said, staying healthy, playing to the caliber we all knew he could play. And it definitely seems like, Derek, that strong safety position, like you said, especially in Gus Bradley's defense, is a lot more better suited to a guy like Julian Blackman. Not the biggest guy in the world, but he's not afraid to come up and lay a hit. Um, He's also not afraid to make a tackle. And so great to see Julian Blackman kind of having a bounce-back season. Last year he was pretty quiet for the majority of the season, so it's great to see him coming back and – has been playing, you know, he played all 10 games so far. So definitely doing a lot for his sake in terms of, you know, staying with Indianapolis, getting extended here in the off season. So definitely wanted to give him a shout out. He's looking really, really good for the Colts this year. All right, let's move on now to our actual list though, Derek, we could talk about Julian Blackman all day long, um, but let's continue on, on our list. Let's start with the offensive side of things. You know, it's funny. I mentioned it earlier, hinted it at the beginning of this show, that we could, you know, 
all three of the positions on the offense are all in the same group, right? And I'm talking about three offensive linemen. Yes, three of them that I want to highlight here in this episode. First guy's got to be Bernard Ryman. I mean, you look at Bernard Ryman overall, Derek, and the ascension that you've seen from him this year has been truly awesome. Uh, Ryman's pressure rate right now, according to Pro Football Focus, best among all second-year offensive tackles. So he's looking really, really good uh, this year. He's been one of the best offensive tackles in terms of pass protection. and We already know what he can do in the run game. And he's just kind of taking his game to another level this year, Derek. And he's looking really, really good. And I think it's pretty safe to say, uh, considering his play through 10 games, the Indianapolis Colts have found their left tackle of the future. Bernard Ryman has that on lockdown. And there's only been, I, I can only count like one or two times this season, where he's really gotten beat in pass pro. So he's really, really looking good, coming into his own in year number two. And for a pr- premium position like that, Derek, that is so critical to have a player do in Bernard Ryman do exactly what you hoped he'd do in year number two. Yeah. I mean, you talk about last year, Chris Ballard said it in the interview that we uh, watched him give. I mean, we saw the situation where he talked about how Bernard Ryman in the last few weeks of his rookie year, you know, really started to turn it on. And the thing was, was, I mean, Bernard Ryman last year was a rookie that had to get thrown into the fire because the previous coaching staff thought that uh, it would be a smart idea to start Matt Pryor at left tackle, which we eventually saw was the biggest mistake that any person has ever made in the history of Indianapolis football was allowing that dude to start at left tackle. So you kind of had to throw Bernard Ryman in there who obviously wasn't ready when he first started, but you had no other choice. He had to figure something out. And of course, you know, with him being such a dedicated player, he he's soaked in everything. And just with the kind of person he was, you were able to get this guy to, because he was still learning the position, he soaked in everything really well. And being athletic the way that he is allows for you to be much more, uh, better as a left tackle and we saw over the offseason gained 15 pounds of muscle he's now up to almost 320 now and he's a lot more solid in his frame and still got better with the technique better with body placement all of that stuff and that's that's all what you need to be as a solid left tackle in this league and that's the thing. Bernard Ryman hasn't just been a solid left tackle. He's been a really good left tackle. A franchise elite one? I don't know. At times he can be. At times he's not. But it, there's no doubt this is a very good left tackle. And if you can have a very good to really, really, really good left tackle, uh, that is a great piece to have for the franchise, especially when you have a rookie quarterback a young quarterback that you're trying to mentor to have protecting his blind side. Well, Derek, I might change your tune here when I read off this stat about Bernard Ryman not being elite. All right. So this is from Noah Compton over there at the blue stable, um, which, you know, shout out to Noah. He always has some good stuff when it comes to just stats that nobody else can find. And he, he finds some pretty cool stats, but anyway, 
He says, uh, Colts second-year left tackle Bernard Ryman's having a breakout season. He is one of eight left tackles league-wide who has logged 300-plus pass pro blocking snaps as an 80-plus pass block grade via pro football focus. He also has a fourth-best run block grade. So, Derek, he is top five in pass and run this, so far this season. So, Bernard Ryman is absolutely killing it right now for the Indianapolis Colts. I think it's fair to say, Derek, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, he is the best offensive lineman so far through 10 weeks for the Indianapolis Colts. Maybe that's a hot take. I don't know. Uh, but he has been I don't that. know. That's close. I mean, you, you, we're going to talk about another guy here in a second that might be giving him a run for your money. But, I mean, yeah, that that it's debatable. It's debatable. But I would suggest that there's another offensive lineman on this on this line that is actually doing better this year than what Bernard Ryman has been. 82.8 grade there for Bernard Ryman. That is a very elite grade there for him. So great to see that. Uh, you mentioned that player. Let's talk about him. I mean, I think if there's a candidate for the Colts for comeback player of the year, this guy's certainly got to be in the conversation. That's Ryan Kelly. Man, I tell you what, just the stuff that Ryan Kelly's been through in his life, his personal life, with the whole thing that happened, you know, with him and his wife, we all know the story about that, um, the tragedy that happened there, and just having to fight through that, and, and having it clearly affect his play as well. I mean, how couldn't it? Um, but the fact that Ryan Kelly came back this year, he gained back that muscle, because I think at one point, Derek, he was playing at like something like 280 last year. Or something crazy like that. Like he lost a ton of weight. He just clearly wasn't himself, yeah. the Ryan Kelly that we knew. And so he had a clear mind, fresh mind this offseason, put it on, gained some muscle back, and got back to that elite form that we know Ryan Kelly is capable of. And so far, Derek, he's been one of the best centers in the league. Unfortunately, he's dealt with some concussions this year. But Ryan Kelly, when he's on the field, he has been very, very good for the Colts at center. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, and certainly hope that we'll get to see Ryan Kelly uh, back after the bye week. I mean, for Ryan Kelly, this bye week could literally not have come at a better time. And certainly hope that, you know, there won't be more issues going forward. Like I said, I mean, getting multiple concussions in a season is never a good thing. Uh, certainly hope that as the time goes along, you know, that that concussion will clear up and that we'll see Ryan Kelly back week 12. 
Now, I hope that I'm not overstepping my bounds here. Uh, we've kind of talked about uh, some of the personal life stuff that, you know, Ryan Kelly has had to deal with over the last several years. Uh, we talked about, you know, him losing his child uh, the first time. And then obviously we saw that, you know, he just had a, a new child come into the world. So, you know, things have just been up and down for uh, Ryan Kelly a lot personally throughout all of this. And then of course, with the way the team has been playing, you know, maybe, you know, pri I mean, priorities are obviously one thing, right? And then of course, if you're having all of this to think about while you're trying to play the game of football, that makes it so much more harder. And we talked about, you know, the Quentin Nelson even said it at, you know, last year that at times the offensive line unit was just not in sync. We weren't talking to each other. Uh, we weren't in constant communication like we used to be. And, you know, that stuff affected how we played. And, you know, Ryan Kelly, I feel like got hit with the most of it of, of anyone else. And for him to be able to, you know, overcome what he has and be able to uh, still go out there and play the way that he has, has truly been remarkable. And like you said, with if there's no better person to suggest a comeback player of the year, maybe other than Kenny Moore. I mean, Ryan Kelly went from being a part of an abysmal unit to, I mean, now, I mean, most I mean, most places will have him as the number one center in all of the NFL so far this year. And there's some pretty elite centers out there. Ryan Kelly to now be back at the top. I mean, that's pretty impressive. So really, really impressed with Ryan Kelly. I can't say enough about, you know, the man Ryan Kelly is, the football player Ryan Kelly is, and he has made so many people eat their words about him. He has just been incredible. Yes. Yep. And we were, let's admit it. Like we were wrong, Derek, with oh, yeah. Ryan Kelly. Like I know we, we were probably both at the point where you were when, when the trade rumors came up earlier in the year, we're like, Hey, if you got to trade him, trade him, you know, but I'm glad to see that the Colts didn't, they didn't listen to us and they kept <laughs> stayed with him. They kept, they brought him back this year and he's definitely having a nice bounce back year. So oh, great yeah. to see that. Uh, spe definitely special to see Ryan Kelly returning to the forum. We all knew he was capable of, and also him and his wife, Emma now having, you know, having some of that stuff, which is, you know, some good stuff coming their way, which is always amazing. So that's definitely a great thing. Let's move on to the final offensive lineman, Derek, we want to talk about, and this is a guy that, Last year stepped in when Danny Pinter got benched at right guard. It was a seventh-round pick for the Colts in 2021. That is Will Fries, the offensive guard out of Penn State. You know, really got his experience, kind of got thrown into the fire last year in certain ways, Derek. And uh, he had some moments where he looked solid. He had some moments where he didn't look so solid. But this year really feels like a, a year where Will Fries has definitely stepped it up in that department. You know, that was a debate all offseason. Should the Colts address right guard? Should they go sign a guy like Dalton Risner, who was still out there for weeks and months and months? And the Colts elected not to do that. They trusted Will Fries with that right guard position. They felt like he earned it. And uh, to his credit, they were right. Will Fries has been really, really solid for the Colts this year. Hasn't been anything elite or anything, but he's been a nice young uh, guard for the Colts there and a nice kind of pairing on that right side. Uh, with Braden Smith and Ryan Kelly over there. So definitely great to see 
uh, Will Fry's taking kind of that next step in his progression. Oh, yeah. I mean, you and I talked about talked with Ballard in the offseason about, you know, this offensive line and even asked about, you know, Will Fry's and his development, how much more comfortable he is now in the system. And I think a lot of people don't realize that this is only his third year in the NFL. I mean, this kid's still on his rookie deal uh, and has had to play in so many different positions to start uh, his career and in some spots where it wasn't favorable for him. And this was a seventh round pick Cody. I mean, this is a seventh round pick. This is the only, yeah, this is the only pick that was a day three pick that has been a consistent starter on this offensive line for the Indianapolis Colts. Ryan Kelly, first round pick Quentin Nelson, first round pick Braden Smith, second round pick Bernard Ryman, a third round pick. You've invested a ton of capital into this offensive line from a draft standpoint. Will Fries is the only standout and has can still continue to remain a solid option at right guard. He has never been elite. He's never been bad. He's just only been consistent. And if your weakest link is a average right guard, then that's perfectly fine with me, Cody. I mean, there's not much more you can ask for when it comes to Will Fries. I mean, kudos to this guy for coming in, being the underdog, and, you know, providing some stability. Yep, definitely great to see him taking that next step, that's for sure. All right, let's move on now to the defense, because there's a lot of individual guys here we can talk about on this defense. You know, like we already mentioned Julian Blackman, but I thought there were three other guys that were a little bit more deserving, just barely. But I want to start here with the breakout player from the Germany game and really been the break- breakout player on that defensive line this year. Daiwa Dangbo has really started to come on, Derek, and has really started to show some of those things that the Colts clearly fell in love with in the 2021 draft. And uh, he's really just coming into his own and he's dominating Derek. He's absolutely dominating in, in pass rush right now. He has six sacks on the season, leads the team in sacks, even over yes to force Buckner. And uh, it really just feels like he has just been very, very good this year. And this has kind of been his breakout year so far. And so on pace now to potentially get double digit sacks, which is definitely awesome to see. So talk to me about Dio Dango and kind of his ascension this year. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because like the majority of, I mean, half of his sacks came in the last week's game against new England. Right. But of course they needed every one of those. I mean, he, he made his presence known in that first half, the whole defensive line did really. I mean, what more could you possibly say? Five sacks from the defensive line in the first half. Three of those coming off of Dio on three straight possessions. I mean, Hurricane Dio was just killing it in that last Sunday's game. And really, I mean, it's been a consistent thing throughout the entirety of the year. I mean, we talk about in the game against the Texans, Dio Dangbo forced a fumble on C.J. Stroud that gave Indy the ball back really quickly on that first drive. It feels like every game now, Cody, it feels like Dio is in like one or two plays, one or two plays that really alters the the game, just alters it in some way, shape or form. Either he's forcing a turnover, he's getting a sack or he's getting a pressure 
that is forcing the other team to make a mistake, which is causing the Indianapolis Colts to get stops. And that is huge. And the crazy part of it all is, like you said, Dio Dangbo is not even a full-time starter. And now you're at a point where your third, I mean, you're, what is it now? You're four. He's your four when it comes to the uh, overall pass rush ranking that you have these guys, right? You have Samson Mabukum and Quiddy Pay on the edge. Then you got DeForest Buckner over there on in the middle. And then there's Dio Dangbo. But obviously Dio isn't inside all the time and he can't always take reps away from Quiddy Pay and Samson Mabukum. But it's starting to get to the point where you start asking yourself the question, like, does Dio deserve to be the number one starter over Quiddy Pay or maybe even Samson Mabukum? More likely Quiddy Pay because you're paying Samson Mabukum all this money to, you know, get him. I mean, Samson Mabukum can be that, you know, third down guy, the guy that's going to be consistently getting pressure. Quiddy Pay is a better run defender, but Quiddy Pay has been, hasn't been explosive like Dio Dangbo has consistently shown. And the issue is, is you need to start getting him on the field more frequently. I know that's hard to do because when you have the only way you could consistently get him on the football field right now is in the middle. And the problem is you got Grover Stewart. When he comes back, Grover Stewart is immediately going to be that number one defensive tackle there because he's obviously one of the best run-stopping DTs in all of football. So it's just hard right now for Indy to get him there. But, I mean, he has the most sacks with the fourth fewest snaps of all the other guys that are starters on the roster. I mean, you have to start getting this kid more snaps. Absolutely, you do. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, great to see Dio finally breaking out. We knew the talent was there. We knew the physical ability was there. But it was great to see him finally start to really put it together. And really, Derek, is honestly, if, if you were being like, like not technical about it, like it's tech of like his second full season because I kind of look at that first season as kind of just getting his feet wet a little bit, you know, coming off the Achilles and stuff like that. So this is really his full second season, and he really started to come on at the end of last year. So it really seems like this is the breakout year that we were all anticipating for Dio Dangbo and excited to see him hopefully get more snaps, especially on third down, because I think he can do some really special things. I mean, I'll tell you what, man, him and Buckner in the middle pass rushing is just, it's unstoppable. Like teams just like, who are you going to commit to? You know, like that was something we said when the Colts drafted Dio is like, this dude's just as long, if not longer than DeForest Buckner. And like DeForest Buckner is a freakishly long athlete. So the fact that now you have him living into some of his potential I mean, that's scary for, for offensive linemen and scary for offenses in general when they're trying to pass the football. So definitely exciting to see uh, him starting to take it over a little bit and starting to become that player that we all hoped he would become 
you know, when the Colts took him back in 2021. So great to see that from Dio Adengbo. Uh, talk about a guy, Derek, that came out of nowhere. Zaire Franklin, the last two years, has been just a complete surprise in the best way possible. Last year came on because of the injuries to Leonard and led the Colts in tackles, and he decided, you know what? That's not enough. I set the Colts franchise record in tackles. Now I'm going to go for the league lead in tackles. And so far, he's holding up his end of the bargain there, and he has been absolutely phenomenal at that middle linebacker position. So Zaire Franklin, from where he came, Derek, as a seventh-round pick, special teams guy, special teams captain, to now the captain of that defense, I mean, you absolutely love to see it. And I can't think of any other guy that's more deserving of where he is right now than Zaire Franklin. I mean, I made a video a couple weeks ago about this. The most underappreciated player in the entire league. I mean, the guy missed five quarters of football and still leads the NFL in total tackles through 10 weeks. And again, broke a franchise record in Indianapolis last year. I mean, we talked about what Shaq Leonard did leading the league in tackles his rookie year, and Zaire did something as a full-time starter in his first time ever, something that Shaq Leonard couldn't do. And now we're sitting here saying to ourselves that it's very likely that uh, Zaire is about to do the exact same thing this year. He's about to break it again. I mean, it's 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 truly incredible. I mean, I'm going to... I'm going to say the same thing that Zaire said on his uh, last podcast. Like, start putting some respect on this dude's name, man. Start mentioning his name with the top dogs up there because there's nobody else that deserves it more than Zaire Franklin. I I know nobody in the national media wants to talk about him, uh, but when it comes to – and fan bases may not know who Zaire is, but I can promise you that – there is one dude on the defense. There's one defender for the Indianapolis Colts that defenses or offenses look at more than anyone else. And it's Zaire Franklin, who's averaging 15 tackles a game. Nobody else yep. in the NFL is doing that. Put some respect on his name. Exactly. Yep. It's about time they do, right? Because how many, how many game, how many 15 tackle games does he have to have before he starts gaining some respect around the league? I mean, seriously. So, Zaire, keep doing what you're doing, man. Uh, we really appreciate it. And just keep putting the league on notice, man. He, he's definitely uh, definitely been doing that the last two years. So, I love to see it from Zaire. And he's just he's just a dog, man. Like, he just is. And he's got that mentality. And, and that's exactly what your defense needs. You need a player. You need a leader like Zaire Franklin. I mean, dude was a captain at Syracuse. And, you know, the leadership is in his blood. I mean, it just is. So uh, love to see that from Zaire Franklin. And then the final guy I want to talk about, Derek, you know, I talked about Zaire being one of the players who's earned everything that he's been given. Let's talk about another guy that's earned as much as he's been given, and that's Kenny Moore. And Kenny Moore, Derek, I mean, it's been very interesting. He was an undrafted free agent in 2017, played a few games at the end of the year, really came on as a full-time starter in 2018, He had some really, really good seasons, some Pro Bowl seasons for the Colts. 2022 hits, new defensive coordinator, 
not a great season for Kenny Moore. But then he comes back this year. He's he kind of I think in some ways swallows his pride, has some conversations that need to be that need to happen. He comes out and he's looked like a completely different Kenny Moore this year. And he has been one of the better corners. I think he's playing at a Pro Bowl level right now. If you're making me uh say, you know, kind of say where I think his level is. He has looked really, really good. He's looked like the Kenny Moore of old. And you love to see that from a guy that really is that veteran in that corner room, Derek. So uh, give me your thoughts on Kenny Moore and kind of his play this year. I mean, <laughs> talk about Kenny, man. I mean, what a what a comeback. I mean, we were talking about it earlier with Ryan Kelly, obviously. But, I mean, Kenny, talk about Kenny. I mean, it, it, this is another guy. This is another guy, Cody, that we talked about, like, whether or not the Colts should just trade him and try to get something out of him. Because we didn't think he was going to ever come back to what we saw. Because 2021, for the first time in his career, gets uh, a Pro Bowl uh, on his record now. And then 2022, he just, I mean, he just wasn't the same. And we all kind of knew the reasons why that was. But at, at the same time, I could have never thought that he would come back to play like this. Uh, Lawrence Owen posted something on Twitter earlier saying PFF has Kenny Moore as the number one slot corner in the entire NFL once again, and it's not even close. Apparently, like, I think it was uh, Trent McDuffie that's, like, the second closest, and he's not close. I mean, it, it's it's blown out the water. I mean, Kenny Moore is playing at a level that no one else is right now at his respective position. So, I mean, this is why you brought Kenny Moore over here and what he's able to do. He has done it so many times. And, I mean, if it wasn't for Kenny Moore, this defense would not be as good as it is right now because they're not. there wouldn't be a single dang corner on this line right now that anyone would be afraid of. But people have to respect Kenny Moore because he knows how to ball and he's been here before. He knows how to play and he's showing it. He's still got it. Yep. Another guy that's going to be looking for an extension here, Derek. And so Kenny Moore is definitely earning himself right now an extension with the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, yeah. So definitely hope he's back with the Colts this next year. But guys, that'll do it for our look at some players who have taken some steps forward this year for the Indianapolis Colts. I think a big reason why right now they have a chance and are looking right now at a potential playoff spot coming up here. So let me know your guys' thoughts. Let us know your guys' thoughts on some other players maybe that we missed that you think took some steps forward that maybe we should have talked about as well. If you're still here, still tuning in, do us a huge favor. Hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button. Turn on the notification bell so that you are in the loop when we drop new content just like this. But other than that, that will do it for this one, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Really do appreciate it. And as always, guys, go Colts. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. 
Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.